the future of photography. Adrian. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it is news update time. Oh, have we got a little news update? <laughs> I'll record that as a jingle <laughs> for next time. Um, no, there, there's a few things from the news. Uh, some go back to some uh, things we have already talked about. And uh, there are three things today. One about Lightroom, one about the camera, number of cameras in your smartphone, and one about fake people. Let's start with the first one. Uh, Lightroom has just added a new mode called Enhanced Details. Have you heard of that? Uh, I haven't, and, and not being an Adobe user, actually, ah, yeah. okay. um, I, I don't follow these things. So, yeah, no, tell me about it. So, there is a process when you work with RAW files that's called demosaicing. So, mm, yes. uh, you have this Bayer array, or in the case of Fuji, the X-Trans array, that is in front of the sensor and that splits it up into red, blue, and green uh, uh, pixels. And then to, to in order to make this into a proper picture, there is this process that takes that mosaic and puts it into a photo. There's some, yeah, some, some algorithms that go over that array. And that's, by the way, what makes raw editing a bit slower than editing a JPEG photo because there's always this demosaicing process that takes a while. And it's quite power hungry. And uh, the, the the all raw raw editors, be it the Apple's raw system or be it Adobe's or be it the the one by by Serif and Affinity Photo, uh, they all do it slightly different. Um, they try to optimize that uh, for the different cameras and the different systems. Um, and it kind of felt like that was a solved problem, right? You plug in a raw file and out pops a photo. Now. There, as you remember, we talked about X-Trends. Uh, the the X-Trends array is different from the Bayer array. And uh, it took a while for uh, Adobe to include that in Lightroom and Photoshop because they, they, I guess, had a bit of difficulty with the demosaicing. They had a bit of difficulty of getting the photos as crisp as they should be. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a there's a whole there's a whole section of the blogosphere that deals with how you know which are the best raw engines for Fuji X Trans shots yep. and stuff yep. like that. So, yes. so uh, Adobe has now added a new feature to Lightroom um, that uses an AI based approach to the demosaicing. So okay. there is a neural a neuronal neuronal network or neural network neural network that is that that runs on um on the machine learning frameworks that come either with Windows 10 or with macOS. macOS has the core ML machine learning framework. They are they're all including those now under the hood and um Adobe makes use of that framework in Lightroom. Um, and they run their neural network on that that does apply some magic. It has been trained on, I don't know how many, tens of thousands of photos to be able to get more detail out of photos when uh, you demosaic them using that AI-based approach. And uh, they 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 announced this as like a big new thing and I've uh, I've tested it. And 
my conclusion at this point is that it is probably more of a marketing feature than an actual feature. Um, first of all, the, the way it is implemented is that you kind of have to choose a single photo and then go into the menu and click on enhanced details and then uh, you'll get a, a dialogue that gives you a preview of the 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 difference and you can click and go get an ab comparison and then you click okay and then it takes a few seconds to render that photo and uh what i found and we can do this ab comparison on an indiv individual photo basis and uh i tried this with photos from like 10 different cameras over the last 10 years oh um, good research <laughs> all photos with the, uh, all cameras with a bayer array i did not try this with an x-trends photo um, but I have hardly seen any difference between the original <laughs> and the enhanced details version. Oh, okay. So tiny little details, especially with older cameras, I <clears throat> I managed to see a bit of a detail shift, but they present that AB comparison view to you in, in like a plus three resolution, so a triple resolution, so that you see something at all. <clears throat> I, I kind of had to zoom in even further to to see a, a real difference. So for all intents and purposes, for all normal usage of your photos, there I don't see any difference. It might be different with X-Trends. I have, again, not tried it with that. So mm. it might be worth a look. But it's not an automated process. It's not a process that you just enable and it does it for all your, all your photos. Uh, and the difference is, again, as far as I've seen, are minute. So, yeah. I think it's, you, re mm. you remember that feature that that uh, Canon uh, touted with um, their dual focus, dual pixel focus thing, where you could kind of refocus pictures a bit, yeah, slightly. Yeah. That was again one of those things that no one's actually talking about anymore because doesn't really do anything. So, <laughs> it's gone the I same think way it, as the three D TV. Exactly. So. I would I would say that that's a marketing feature at this point. Uh, not really seeing the thing, but but what is no, what is uh, worth noting is that they are now using. I think that's the first time they add this into Lightroom. Uh, they add machine learning. Yeah, and that's that might be the interesting thing about it, mightn't it? I mean, I guess the face recognition um, is also based on. On machine learning, but um, this is the kind of the first time where I've read that they now use uh, the operating systems machine learning frameworks for that. Okay, so yeah, it, that's it. So uh, yeah, I'm. I this this is this is clever. I think it um, is. Yes, I I I I, I as, I'm not sure. I I think I agree with you. I'm not sure that it's useful, <laughs> but it but it's clever. <laughs> It is. Um, second, I, I, yeah, it, it, so I shoot. I, I don't even. Do you know what? I don't even know how many pixels my camera has. Yeah, because I think it's, not it's really about six. <laughs> Sorry, it's not really that important anyway. No, I, I think I have sixteen megapixels. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have sufficient. I, I remember reading once um, that uh, Rolls Royce. Um, never. Uh, this is the 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 car manufacturer Rolls Royce, as opposed to the 
aero engine manufacturer uh they never would would publish the uh power specifications of the engines in their cars mm-hmm. they preferred to just say that the power was sufficient sufficient <laughs> <laughs> and and i i i i i do sometimes uh wish that i had a little bit more detail in my photographs um but usually that's down to the fact that i haven't focused them properly <laughs> <laughs> Rather, rather than there being any deficiency in my camera, and, and so I, I, I guess it's a pixel peeper feature. People, some people will love that, and um, let and them be happy with it. it. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't see any benefit of that feature for myself. No. Hmm, anyway, let's let's yeah. go on. Second oh, well, oh, second well, item yes. on the news list. Um, okay. Some might remember back in episode thirty nine, which is a while ago, probably a year ago. Uh, titled Lens Multiplication. We talked about how uh, there will be more and more lenses in cameras, in especially smartphones. Um, you, you know the smartphones having like two or three lenses mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Pointing, pointing away from you on the, on the, let's say, good camera side. And uh, there was this, it wasn't really an announcement, but a rumor that... Uh, light.co was working on a smartphone with uh, multiple like nine cameras in it or something Mm. um now there is well it was a rumor but i think it is now almost a given that nokia you remember nokia (laughs) i've owned several of their phones (laughs) over the years not for a while though (laughs) yeah they they are uh they are probably likely going to release uh the nokia 9 pure view which is okay. a smartphone that has five cameras in it, pointing uh, not just not 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 two pointing towards you and three on the other side. No, five on one side. The main camera side has five cameras in it. Um, they, there was a there was a trailer teaser video out there where um, I guess that is from Nokia, where it's uh, claimed that those are Zeiss optics, which doesn't really mean much because it's mostly marketing deals. Um, that it captures more light and more detail, so there might be some stitching going on there. Um, they include a refocus capability, so that there will be some depth mapping going on for sure. Okay. Um, and I'm happy that we predicted that pretty much a year ago that this will happen, <laughs> and now it is going to happen, so... We should claim that actually as a victory, shouldn't we? Because I there's going to so, be yes. so many, so many of our predictions are going to prove to be wrong. <laughs> no, I think I, I like this. I really like this. Um, not much more to say about that, other than it's finally becoming reality. Five cameras and a phone. Let's see what they can do with that. If that's really worth it. If that really, um, yeah, adds so much more. I mean, as we as we said in episode thirty nine, it is more cameras means that if you have the right algorithms, you can pretty much simulate or calculate a bigger sensor out of those cameras. So, I I think that is uh, that might be what they're doing there. But mm. we'll have to see. First has to come out, and then we'll have to see. Uh, last but not least. Item number three in our news update is, uh, again, a reference back to a pretty recent episode. 
Uh, you remember uh, the future photography episode 63, Portionness, the future of stock photography, where we <laughs> I do, yeah. talked about NVIDIA and their, uh, and the, 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 the uh, what were they called? The, the, the adversarial networks thing that work against each other to train each other. And then that network is, is finally able to, uh, to create people, photos of people that don't exist. Yes. And that was a video. There was a research paper on that. And, um, the, the algorithm is available. Uh, it's on GitHub and someone has put that thing into a proof of concept website. If you go oh, open your web browser right now and type in this person does not exist.com. Okay. which is a which is a single use simple very simple website all it does is it spits out a photo generated by that algorithm by the style gan that's the name it's called right and uh, it, it it spits out a fake photo a fake person and you you refresh you get a new picture of another fake person so it, it pretty much just uh changes okay. the randomly changes some of the parameters so if you need people for your website <laughs> this is where you generate them <laughs> this person does not exist.com that uh, i i'm doing this right now um yeah. isn't that impressive i mean some sometimes there are still a few weird artifacts so it's not a hundred percent person but a hundred percent perfect but i would say 99 percent most of the photos i totally buy as real photos by of real people so yeah so some of them are uh yeah the, um it, it, they they certainly look like real people um that's i, I don't that's know whether to be impressed or, or scared yeah it's spooky yeah. isn't it it is, yes, it is. But it's even in a variety of settings and lighting conditions, and oh yeah, yeah and different ages and different different genders and different uh, even like different hats and different hairstyles and glasses and and uh, yeah, it is. There's, there's some that are cropping up as I keep pressing the refresh button that you just think. Yeah, that doesn't look very realistic. Um, you wouldn't, but then I, I wonder if I'm thinking that because I know what I'm looking at. I, if I saw that, oh, the majority yeah. will just work. Yeah, some some yes. of them are weird because there's a second person, uh, kind of partially in the photo, and that gets kind of mangled up. But uh, again, I'd say ninety nine percent of those photos would would fly easily fly would easily be recognized as real people mm. by most people out there so um we're getting there we're getting to the point where the uh the future of photography does maybe mean we won't do any photography anymore because <laughs> we just generate what we need and that is certainly a step in that direction yeah i don't i i <laughs> no, 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 I'm still, I'm still going to take photographs. <laughs> of course, me too, but we're old. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's, so that's, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you know, how do, how do we relate this to, you know, to, to people not like us? <laughs> well, that's a very good question, but that I think covers it for this news update. Um, 
let us know what you think. There's a contact, ways to contact us on thefutureofphotography.com. And uh, we're still looking forward to seeing photos that you took that are um, that are taken with your smartphones and, and edited on your smartphones with whatever weird or fun or beautiful apps you want to use and post them on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook with the hashtag TFOPNOW, T-F-O-P-N-O-W. Mm, All right, cool. that's it. And we'll be back in a week from now. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.